Hello, my beautiful souls, and welcome to my podcast. My name is Kitty O'Brien, and this is your Unconditioned Inner Magic podcast, where I will be sharing with you how to start living your dream lives and how to start rewriting your story. So this is going to be a podcast that is quite factual in some places, but also quite spiritual. And it's got that beautiful balance of both. And I don't just talk about manifesting your dreams. I actually give you the tools and techniques so you can make your dreams a reality. Okay, so this podcast is about anyone who wants to change their life, who wants to maybe start earning multiple sources of income, or maybe you want to change where you are in your relationships. You might have all the money you need, but you want to start like attracting abundance in all areas of your life and not just wealth and money. That's just an element of what our dream life should look like. So I'm going to start off with a beautiful quote by T.E. Lawrence, okay, who was born in 1880 and died in 1935. And he was a British archaeologist, army officer, diplomat and writer, okay. And he has this wonderful quote, which I absolutely love. And I'm going to read it nice and slowly because it's just going to sink in and, oh, it's just beautiful. So all men dream, but not equally. Those who dream by night in the dusty recesses of their minds awake to find that it was vanity. But the dreamers of day are dangerous men, that they may act their dreams with eyes open to make it possible. Okay, so that's absolutely a beautiful quote. And that just gave me so much guidance and inspiration. And I actually originally heard of this wonderful man through Bob Proctor, um, somebody else who really, um, God bless him, he died this year in 2022, but he was absolutely phenomenal. Or should I say 2000, he died last year in 2022. We are in now 2023. I have to get used to saying that. Okay, so he famously said, if we can see it in our hands, we can hold it. Oh, if we can see it in our minds, we can hold it in our hands. So if we can see it in our minds, we can hold it in our hands. Um, I was just going to say that I do have dyslexia. So sometimes I th- say things backwards and I don't always pronounce my words properly. I'm not bothered by it. So hopefully you're not. I just repeat myself and, and make sense if I didn't make sense the first time. So that that is a little bit. That's just one of my quirky traits or characteristics. Okay, so I... I had to literally rebuild my brain uh, several years ago when um, I fled domestic abuse and cohesive control. And I can tell you it was not an easy feat. But through that process, I have learned so much. And I and, and through changing my mindset, I am now attracting in the dream life that I couldn't even have imagined. I mean, stuff is coming my way that I never even thought of. And I just have to share it with you guys. So this episode, we're going to talk about, we're going to be talking about the brain and how the brain actually works. Okay. We, we don't really have an image of the brain. Like when, when you, we have like an image of our bodies, okay? We have a self-image. But when it comes to our brain, our mind, we don't normally hold an image. Um, if you asked somebody what your mind looked like, it would be difficult to describe. So I'm going to literally take it right back to basics. And in this episode, I'm going to just be talking about um, the 
the different areas of our mind and and this will literally help you so much um with with the other past podcast session oh my god getting my words a, a, a twisty tangle now this will help you so much with um episodes that follow this one okay because it will all make sense so let's talk about the mind we all like to think we know what's going on inside our heads. I mean, I was a typical, um, still a typical heavyweight Capricorn. So in my head, I thought, like, I've got this sorted. Like, I've got my SHIT together. Like, I was very much like that. Um, but actually, I hadn't the faintest idea what was going on inside my brain. So this, um, how I describe this will ho- hopefully help you understand how your mind works as well. Okay, so many of us go through the day with our thoughts on autopilot, so to speak. Okay, so you can have quite negative self-talk or you can have quite positive self-talk. Um, but we, we generally go through the day with our thoughts on autopilot. And I didn't have the faintest idea how to control that at first. And I had a lot of negative negative self-talk, a low confidence, low self-esteem. Um, I didn't like the way I looked. I didn't like the way my body felt. Like it was, um, like I was really horrible to myself sometimes. And that just attracted in people who would be horrible to me because what's going on inside us is reflected in our environment, okay? But we really need to get to know ourselves and we need to stop hiding from things that we don't like about ourselves and we need to start working with this because the universe works in balance, okay? Yin and yang, good and bad. And we all have good and bad in us and we all have aspects that we love and what we dis- um, we dislike as well. So the, um, George R. R. Martin, he is a, the American novelist, he said the brightest flame casts a darker shadow and I do believe this was from the Game of Thrones that quote um, and he's right the the brightest flames do cast the darker shadows so because it's all about balance okay it's all about balance and for um, you know equal opposites as well um, the Swiss psychiatrist Carl Jung uh, he was 1875 to 1961 he called that the shadow selves okay and he worked a lot and like you can hear people saying oh I've done some shadow work that's the more like spiritual term isn't it I've done some shadow work today or um, I've worked on my inner child that's essentially the side that we don't necessarily like about ourselves but we do we can't just ignore it excuse me we can't just ignore it like it is a part of ourselves and that when we accept that and we embrace it and we love it and we nurture it that's when we start finding that balance and that true love for our true authentic self you know so like I said before we hold no image of what the mind looks like but we have an image of our bodies and ourselves. so let's paint a picture of the mind okay because we all see in pictures and we all as a human race I think we all have quite a um we like to reference things visually, don't we? So I want to try and paint a clear picture for you. So let's start from the basics. So in the 1890s and the 1930s, Sigmund Freud, who was an Australian neurologist, developed the psychodynamic theory, okay? Now he believed that the mind was structured into the conscious and the subconscious mind. At the time, he called it the unconscious mind, okay? But it's nowadays known as the subconscious mind. And this really... um, 
this I, you probably heard of this so this is already starting to shape that image for you so what is the conscious mind well he thought the conscious mind included everything that we were aware of okay and everything that comes into our aware and into our awareness comes into the conscious mind the subconscious mind consists of everything that's outside our awareness for example like uh hopes fears memories traumas all those types of things okay so this is our subconscious mind and he also believed that the human psyche was developed of the the id the ego and the superego and these form our personalities okay now our personalities are formed through childhood experiences and if they're adverse childhood experiences for example um you know a child abuse or neglect or maybe experience maybe your parents loved you so much but you know they can't always control everything and you you know you face some difficulties or some traumas in your life they will have a monumental impact on your adult life okay so and this research um was called the adverse childhood experiences study so aces all right and it's literally used in everything today it's used in our courts it's used in the family courts used in the police it's used in like most of the therapies today okay so this um so this is how like when our personalities are, are being shaped and formed it very much goes back to childhood and, and very early years as well and so things can happen later on in life as well that can you know lead on to traumas and things and, and also shape your personality don't get me wrong but the the majority um, of our personality is shaped when we are um, we children so I hope you don't my lead is rubbing on my jumper and I don't know if that's coming through in the microphone. Okay, so it's so important to understand um, like development, child child development, because um, child development, like I said a minute ago, really affects our adult development. So there's so many different um, theories out there. There's John Boldly's attachment theory and Freud's play theory. You know, there's... Um, I can't pronounce his name, so I'm gonna have to spell it, guys. But this is my dyslexia, so I do apologise. But Jean, I think it's pronounced uh, Piaget, P-I-A-G-E-T. Probably got that way off, guys. So I do apologise in advance. But he um, really developed the development theory, um, which is has a huge influence on children's education nowadays. Okay. Um, so it's like it's it's like a key fundamental part for like safeguarding our children. Okay, so understanding and recognizing our past traumas can actually help with the healing process in our adult life. So, and I will be discussing traumas in later episodes. Okay, and I'm just going to give you a little little quote from Sigmund Freud here because I do love him. Um, the conscious mind may be compared to a fountain playing in the sun and falling back into the great subterranean pool of subconscious from which it rises. Now, it's really interesting how he um, refers to the subconscious mind as like the, the subterranean pool, like water. Because in the tarot cards, whenever you see water, it does actually represent the subconscious mind. And this the tarot cards go back hundreds and hundreds of years. So that's really, really interesting. Oh, I can hear my son calling for me. You okay, Harrison? Yeah? Oh, you just wanted a cuddle, huh? So, subconscious and conscious mind. So, hold your hands out in front of you, if you can, that is. 
right? Or mentally hold them out in front of you. So one hand, your conscious mind is going to be shaped like a fist. So it's closed. Okay. So your conscious mind is your thinking mind. So it's your logical mind. It's the educated and the intellect. Okay. Your conscious mind can accept or reject any idea. Now, this is something people really struggle with. We are so conditioned that when we watch the TV, we are told to believe everything that we see. Or if someone's telling us something, excuse me, that we um, we're literally um, we we are like almost taught to believe and like everything we see and hear. Okay, so. But your conscious mind has the ability to accept or reject anything that you hear. So you can, well, this really starts changing your environment, your internal environment, and your, and then your external environment will change. But I'll go into that a little bit later on because I'm getting carried away with myself. Okay. Now your conscious mind also has the ability to come up with its own original ideas. Okay, so it can create its own original ideas and concepts. Your conscious mind is therefore described as being closed. So we normally have our conscious mind wide open to everything. And this is why our mental health, I think, is so affected sometimes. Because we hear and we see, like especially the news channels, it's all doom and gloom. And then we believe all of that. And we really... um we, we almost have lost the ability to filter what we um, we take in and, and what we absorb, okay? Because everything is internalized eventually. So if we see on TV that everyone's struggling and living in poverty and, you know, things aren't sustainable and, and prices have gone up and we're going to take that all on board and we're going to believe that. So we're going to believe that there's always going to be this limit over our head and we can't achieve more. Um, for example, your income, if you believe that this is your income and it will never change because you're told that, you know, wages aren't going up and, and all of this other stuff, then you will stay in that place because you have accepted that. Okay. So if you reject that idea and say, no, my pay can increase, then you will start seeing differences in your pay. Okay. Now I know a lot of you are thinking like, nah, I don't believe that. Let me just continue on and and we'll just we'll work with this. Just keep it in mind for the time being. You can, like I said, accept or reject it, but just keep it in your mind for a little bit. Okay. So we have the ability to control everything that comes our way and comes into our um sort of vicinity, comes into our sort of awareness, okay? We have the ability to control how we take this information on board and this then links on to our subconscious mind so your subconscious mind okay so your conscious mind is your closed fist because it's closed it can accept or inject and reject things our subconscious mind imagine that the hand is wide open spread wide open okay and it is literally open to everything your subconscious mind cannot accept or reject ideas it cannot determine what is real or imaginary it cannot make choices and it is not biased it is neutral and this has been proven 
through experiments with athletes, okay? So this is proven science that I'm talking about. I've not just made this up. Okay, so your subconscious mind is therefore your emotional mind and can be linked to our solar plexus chakra. Now, the solar plexus chakra is based around your belly button, okay? Sort of that area, a little bit lower. Um, it is, it's, I'm going to go into that in, in more detail later as well. But um, yeah, I, I do get so carried away. Chakras are going to be a whole nother episode, guys, okay? Because it is all linked in to everything. And it's just wonderful when you start understanding how everything is linked and like it's in a chain. So our subconscious mind is our emotional mind because it is not an intellectual mind, okay? It's not a logical mind. And that's why it's called the emotional mind, if I didn't make that clearer earlier on. Now, your subconscious mind is where your conditioning happens, okay? So the name of the podcast is your unconditioned inner magic because I'm talking about gut feelings and intuition, which like the word unconditioned means it has not been, it's not a learnt behavior, okay? It's not a learnt behavior. Intuition is not a learnt behavior, okay? So your subconscious mind is where the conditioning happens which happens in our childhood okay so this could be social conditioning peers nursery school family and it like whatever you see within a home environment as well so and our conditioning is so ingrained in us that we might not even recognize something as a learnt behavior so this self like if you have very negative self-talk you can almost ask yourself, has anyone in the past spoken to you in a negative way? Has anyone ever put you down before? Has anyone ever told you you weren't capable of achieving something? Now, this could be in a job place. This could be at home. This could be in a school. Like, and I'm sure many of you are going, oh, actually, yeah, <laughs> I can think of a time. And um, oh, you might have been super young. You might have been really young. And you might not even remember that memory, but it's there conditioned in your subconscious mind and you've carried it with you through life, okay? So this is a great example. When I was, I mean, I've got severe dyslexia. I have tinted glasses when I read. I've got visual stress. It's it Sometimes when I get stressed out verbally, like I just lose that ability to, to put sentences together. Like I, I can really struggle sometimes. And I remember going for a test. I've been through to, like, I have been to so many dyslexia tests. Like, it is unreal because I, I have lived in many different countries. I've moved 26 times. And I remember, I remember this vividly, but I remember standing there and this, it was actually in England, this particular test. And this doctor went to my mum. She's years, years behind, years behind in everything. Absolutely years behind. She's never going to become, she's never going to make anything of her life. She's never going to become anything. She, she's like, she's never going to succeed. Um, she's always going to be behind academically. And she, she, she basically is a lost cause. But at least she's got a pretty face. And my mom literally, if looks could kill, I think that doctor would have just click of the fingers, dropped down dead. And we marched out of that office and she spun me around and she looked at me straight in the face and she said, I do not want you listening to a word that man just said. She said, you are going to make something of yourself and you are going to do well. 
and this dyslexia is never going to hold you back. <laughs> and I remember standing there half terrified going, okay, mum. But I think it did have an, a lasting impact on me because I literally wanted to give up in schooling to the point where I was going to literally be held back and fail the year. And my mum, again, sat me down on her bed when I was crying my eyes out because I was going to flunk school and be held back a year and all my friends were going to move up and I was going to be held back. And she said, you are the... your." you are the problem. You are the problem, but you're also the only solution. And literally, I, t- I changed my mindset. And I I think from that day forth, I did double the work, triple the work of all my peers. And I, I literally, if I had, if everybody read a book once and they'd absorb that information, I had to read that book two or three times before I grasped what was in it. So literally, I struggled. And then here I here I am today and I've written a book. <laughs> Grammarly did help when it came to the the, the grammatics of it all and the, the, the spelling mistakes. I can tell you there was like 15,000 mistakes and it took me four days to actually correct them all when I uploaded the book in sections. And then my editor, my uncle, who's actually phenomenally talented English in English, he helped edit the book. But I, I did it, and I've achieved it. Um, but for years, what that man said, I believed it. I accepted it. I accepted it as like gospel, like it was written in stone. And I know my mom tried telling me at the time, I do not believe a word that man said. But it really has an effect on you. Um, and it, you can really carry it with you for many years, even without realizing it. It can all stem back from one moment. So, so yes, I've gone off on a little tangent there, but I thought I'd throw that in there. So, yeah, I could, like, and that was a learned behavior, I guess, for me. I learned I, from that man telling me, you're never going to become anything because he was a doctor. And I was like, yeah, well, that's it. You might as well just sign me off. I, I didn't realize at the time that that was essentially a learned behavior because I learned that from somebody else. I learned that from him. And, like, kids learn from like when babies are born they learn by watching others children learn by watching others and by listening to what they're saying as well okay so these habits okay this conditioning you can you let's give it another word let's call this conditioning habits okay these learnt behaviors are essentially called habits and they control our lives and work behind the scenes and they control every movement and every thought okay and they actually can control our ability to earn money, our perception of ourselves, and the environment around us, okay? They can control how we use our time. They can control our creativity. They can control our effectiveness, our productivity. productivity, And literally, this conditioning can control our logical mind, okay? Our conscious mind. So, the subconscious mind has a huge impact on the conscious mind, all right? a huge impact on the conscious mind. So, let's talk about neuroscience, okay? Our brains are built and shaped on relationships, okay? Relationships are essentially watching what other people do, how other people interact with you, okay? That could be positive or negatively. So, this neuroscience has proven this, okay? So, like I said before, our human brains are not complete when we're born. They develop 
after birth and they're literally shaped by our experiences as a baby and as a child. Now our brains grow so rapidly that every experience we have will have a monumental impact later on in life and on our emotional um, capabilities. So as a baby, our conscious mind hasn't quite formed yet. So our subconscious mind is literally there absorbing everything until we can get to a development stage where our conscious mind is formed. Okay? So, and this, all the major neural pathways, I'm, I'm talking about like 80% here, 80% of our neural pathways, our central neural pathways, are laid between, the, between birth and one years old. And this neural pathways, okay, are literally like, imagine a switchboard with all the intricate, elaborate wiring on it, okay, and the circuiting. And all of this continues to be laid, and by the age of three, 90% has been laid. But when we are five years old, our brain is basically fully grown. So the first five years of our life, our brain is being shaped by all the experiences and shaped by relationships, okay? Because at this age and, and, and onwards, we're very dependent on our caregivers, okay? So you can literally um, start to see how this is impacting you now in life. Um, and this is something people, we're not really taught this knowledge in schools or it, like this knowledge isn't really like, it's a, it's readily available, but we're not, we're not actually taught this. I mean, no one ever sat down and taught me this because, you know, it's just, I suppose it's more recent now that it's, it's becoming like, there's been more of an awareness around this, especially in the earlier sector, um, where I worked for many, many years with children, um, especially children with special needs. So I've also worked in schools as well. So between the ages of two and seven, all right, our conditioning starts to take shape. And this, between these ages, this is when our conscious mind starts really forming. This is when we begin to see ourselves as individuals, okay? Now, we are not born with fears. We are not born with limitations. We are not born with self, negative self-talk or beliefs. Okay, we're not, we're not, born. We're not born with any of these. We are taught these. We are taught these, and our inner identity is formed through our experiences and from our role models and what we're taught by other people. Okay, so you might be thinking back now of like how many positive role models did you have in your life and how many negative ones did you have in your life and how is this like your experiences in school like were they like embarrassing or like what like what sort of experiences have you had in your life that has like shaped you and made you into the person it is today now there's some people who can go through horrible abuse and really negative um experiences but they recognize this at such an early age they can actually change their whole paradigm um without even realizing it and be like the best father or the best mother they like on the planet because they decided that they were not going to repeat that family trauma um and they were going to break free like for example you might grow up with parents who abuse substances and you might decide in a very definite moment in time remember we're talking about your conscious mind can accept or reject anything, that 
you will not go down the same path as them and you are like determined to go down your own path and leave like a you know substance abuse free life okay so you can or you can go down the same route as your parents did and you can just copy their behavior so it's like a 50 50 split really you can make a choice and go either way um and and I, i do appreciate there's always that that bit in between as well so what beliefs were we taught that you carry with us that you carry with today oh that didn't make sense when i said any of that what beliefs do you hold on to from your past what beliefs were you taught that you carry with you to this this moment in time okay what money beliefs do you have what beliefs do you have about earning money like what beliefs do you have around education or nerds or anything anything at all what beliefs do you have okay um and I say the word nerds there because I I find as a woman sometimes when you come across as being quite articulate or intelligent it can actually be really intimidating to some people that's just my own personal experience um especially like when I had blonde hair many years ago you know and if you come if you come across and say something quite sciencey people kind of look at you and go well you know you do get you, you sometimes you do get those um responses from people um i am a proud nerd by the way guys i'm a proud nerd i love that word and i hold it with pride so i'm just putting that out there so also okay so i'm going to give you some examples of other limiting beliefs okay not just the whole um you know people find you intimidating if you come across as being more intelligent than them okay so i i grew up thinking a woman had to have like an hourglass figure crystal clear skin perfect makeup amazing hair like a glowing tan and i grew up thinking that i had to have all those things and be all of that but that's just society's expectations not just men but women's expectations as well and I rarely wear makeup now and I have never been so happy I am not a makeup type of girl and also like I cannot stand nail polish so I happily don't wear it and I feel so comfortable actually with with that and I remember going through a time where I would apologize to people and go oh hi sorry I've not put any makeup on today and then I was like why the hell am I apologizing it's my face I'll do what I want with it you know (laughs) like I don't want to I don't want to wear makeup that's fine but if you equally if you do want to wear makeup that's also fine so you know I've just started to learn to accept things for what they are and if they make you happy they make you happy you know it's it's good um I also grew up by the way hearing that women stayed at home you know they they had kids and they got married and the man made all the money and all this thing um you know and if they did work they were sort of like in care professions so like a teacher and nursery practitioner like you know nurses receptionists personal assistants so that was sort of like my expectations but i am going back a number of years now um i know nowadays children are being exposed to so much more like you have female firefighters and you've got women in the army and things like that like that that this wasn't really around when i was younger okay i feel like the older generation <laughs> saying that but i have now recognized that i can be a single mum and also a businesswoman and an entrepreneur and at first i was really embarrassed to call myself an entrepreneur i was like i can't call myself that like and then i really had to challenge that negative self-talk again and i really had a challenge in the conditioning and challenge like why i felt like i couldn't call myself an entrepreneur so i 
when I started challenging that and changing it, that's when I started bringing in and attracting in so many opportunities because I was open to receive them, okay? And that's when it starts getting really amazing, really, really amazing. Like money, okay, talking about money and open to receiving money and stuff. I I used to grow up hearing money doesn't grow on trees, you know, like it's hard to earn and you have to work really hard to earn some money and, you know, you live to work. And I was like, screw that. Actually, I want to earn more money when I'm asleep that I can spend when I'm awake. Like, <laughs> that's my way of, like, I want to live my life that way. So, and like, I want multiple sources of income. I don't just want one. And also, God, time for money. You're never going to win in that situation. If you are, if you are literally trading your time for money, you're going to run out of your time and then you're going to limit how much money you can earn. So I was like, let's chuck that one right out the window as well. But I had to really work on those limiting beliefs and really change my attitude around money. And I did some courses in it. And my goodness, it it really challenged me. And it made me think of things I... Like I didn't even recognize some of my negative behaviors around money. And then I was like, oh my God. And like, oh, saving, for example. I thought, oh my God, who has money to save, you know? But then when Bob Proctor described saving as paying yourself, I was like, oh God, yeah, I'm gonna start saving. And it was just literally changing my mindset and my paradigm and my conditioning. And then literally my whole world changed and I started attracting all this wonderful and beautiful stuff, which I just have to share. Um, have to share with you. Oh, okay. I'm getting carried away again. <laughs> so, and I also, I sometimes I worry I talk too fast. I'm like blah 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 blah. But I'm hoping everyone can keep up. And if you can't, just chuck a comment in and let me know. <laughs> Kitty, slow down. <laughs> getting too carried away. Okay, so we looked at some juicy bits of the brain and I'm going to talk to you very, 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 very briefly on, um, well, actually I wanted to dive right into the attachment theory, but I'm thinking I might, I'm thinking like I've been going on for 33 minutes. So, 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 okay. Okay. My episodes are normally 45 minutes long, so I'm just trying to manage my time here. Um, all right, do you know what? Let's finish off on the attachment theory and then the power of you. Okay, so the attachment theory, I'm sure, well, if you work with children or if your child goes to a nursery, you would have heard of the attachment theory. Um, the attachment theory is literally, again, about um, the subconscious mind. It actually carries on from the topic of the subconscious mind. So the attachment theory um, is about... Oh, it's actually such a huge topic, guys. It's a huge, huge topic. And if you're into the attachment theory, there's a book called Sabretooth Tigers and Teddy Bears. And I cannot remember the name of the author, but I will drop a link in the description box for this podcast. But um and I will also be putting what I've been rambling on about as well in the description box so people can look back on it. But okay, so John Boldly is a British um, psycho psychologist and psychoanalyst. Analy- <laughs> I'm sorry about my words. 
And he developed the attachment theory and it's, it's used today in literally everything. It is one of the most significant theories there are. And we actually looked at the attachment theory when I studied counseling as well because it's so, so major. It is based on the infant's emotional development, so a child's emotional development and how this is influenced by having solid relationships with their carers, okay? So children need strong relationships with their carers so they can form an, uh, an emotional connection. And when we start, usually it's the mother figure. Nowadays, I do realize it's father and mother. And sometimes, you know, it could be two moms or two dads or it could, you know, it's that we're, we're entering the age now where we don't have the typical um, nuclear family. Like things are so, so different. So I, I am fully aware of that. Okay, guys. Um, so anyone who is a carer to a child, um, they're going to have main carers, okay? And a main carer could also be a nursery practitioner if they spend a lot of time in nursery. So it's their main carer and that main carer forms that beautiful nurturing um, connection. I know it doesn't always happen and that's where like... Um, you know, neglected children and stuff like that can really suffer later on in life. But the theory says that when this nurturing connection and behavior is formed, physical, can't say the word now, physical contact, you know, we're talking about positive facial expressions and play because like at the animal kingdom, children learn through play. And when this is all like in place and this is all developed beautifully in harmony and balance and full of love, um, nurturing, that's when we that's when children grow up to be very confident, independent, resilient. They can, um, they're, they're able to learn, um, social skills. They can, they can really, um, they, they can really, um, what's the word I'm looking for now? So like if they're in a stressful situation later on in life, they cope remarkably well and their mental health isn't like immediately knocked. So, and they, they can, um, sort of work through the process they know how to deal with their emotions they're very emotionally intelligent that's uh, emotional intelligence is something else I'm going to be talking about too but they're very emotionally intelligent and they can they're just whole rounded individuals who succeed at things um, they do what they want to do in a good positive way like I'm not talking about go off the rails and break the law but like they they work their dream job they you know there's no limitations for them like the sky's the limit and they just attract in beautiful situations people circumstances and all of that um, now people who have the dream life I have to say they do have their bad days as well and also when you look at your star charts you will see lines through it which um, represent challenges like the big fat red line um, I don't know if any of you have ever looked at birth chart before but they come up as like challenge lines and so you will have challenges in life um, you know, no matter how much good stuff you're attracting in, but it's how you cope and manage with those challenges. So John Boldly, I might be pronouncing this wrong. I'm very conscious of it. So B-O-W-L-B-Y. Okay, he stressed the importance of continuous care, consistent relationships, you know, um, the warmth, intimacy, happiness, um, protections, like safety from illness and injury. You know, that, that they were so essential so essential in a child's life and you know they need that they, they need more than just a roof over their head and some food you know they need that love and that care and when children have this lovely beautiful safe environment to grow up in um like they don't like they can just they literally just manage things so much better so like when if this if this sort of like 
if this is disrupted and a child doesn't feel safe in their own home and if they're like and if they're in fear of their caregiver or anything like that the they will like have literally can disrupt their development um and and have big impacts on them later on in life and and you can't sort of this is irreversible until you get to a point where you know how to reprogram your brain okay um and this this um this constant consistent relationships and this intimacy and this care they need right up from birth to the age of five and older okay um I mean children who who are neglected they can suffer from like depression um they find affection quite difficult you know they can be aggressive they can be uh, academically stunted like um you know not every child has the happiest childhood and I am well aware of that but even if they live in poverty, if they still have that that care from the mother or the father or whoever it may be, and that love and that that warmth and that intimacy, you know, they can really still grow up to be quite resilient. So I don't want it to make it sound too gloomy, okay, guys, because, you know, it's not every childhood is a perfect childhood and you very rarely get that perfect childhood. I mean, so many families are dysfunctionate. Um, I think it's some ridiculously high percentage. I think I watch a documentary and they're saying on average like 80% of families are dysfunctionate. So, but we're coming into that era now where we're really recognizing the effects on children and what they need and how this can actually, like our behavior can actually, um, you know, affect them, not just as children, but later on in life. So the development theory is literally about children needing repeated experiences of being comforted so they can be resilient and they can develop resilience. It's not just a psychological quality, guys. It's also neurological and also, um, um, I was going to say psycho, 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 oh, do you know what? I can't say the word. It's just popped straight out of my head. There's another trait as well. So Oh, it's going to really annoy me now. Psychoanalogical. <laughs> God. We're going to keep going. So neuroscience um, shapes our brain. It has proven that relationships shape our brains. Okay. So, and this, like I said, is not just in childhood. This can go on to, um, you know, teenagers, adults, young adults. You know, relationships do affect us because um, we're all connected like no man is an island we're all connected so you're probably thinking about your upbringing and or maybe you're questioning how you raise your own children okay you might have suffered childhood traumas when you were younger and this can like sort of um you might be worried about how this is going to affect you later on in life but don't worry because we will be talking about traumas and also self-awareness is one of the greatest keys to success in all areas of life and also one of the the key elements to healing so self-awareness in itself just brings healing and this is essentially what this podcast is also about it's about teaching you self-awareness because you know no one formula fits all and you all have your own individual lives you all have your own individual circumstances like are you our experiences are unique to us alone so the way that i can teach you how to you know live your dream life is by teaching you how to be self-aware so you can make those changes because no one else can do it for you and this is this really links into the power that you have 
you have now that you have a better understanding of how your mind works you this this is going to be so much fun now so so much fun um because you can now start shaping your world with that tiny little bit of knowledge that i've given you you can now start shaping your world okay now you you may struggle and you might not be struggling actually but some people struggle with their real self and their outer self and you might be thinking what on earth is your real self and what's your outer self so your real self is your true authentic self it's not who your mum wants you to be it's not who your dad wants you to be it's not who your husband or your wife or your children or your peers or your friends want you to be or your boss or your co-workers it's not who anybody wants you to be it's who you want to be so who do you want to be now when I started telling people who I wanted to be I had a few odd looks when I was like yeah do you know what I'm gonna get rich I <laughs> have no idea how many odd looks I had and I was like I'm okay with that because it's not about me it's about them I'm just showing people my true authentic self they're the ones who have an issue with it because they're the ones who probably have low self-esteem, low confidence. They probably internalize that somehow and don't think I'm worthy because actually they're the ones who think they're not worthy of being rich. So I was like, I'm fine with that, people. I really am. And I'm going to show you all. And then, you, you know, it's fine. I'm cool with that. So a lot of people feel like they have to be this outer self which is a person that the outer self is essentially who everybody else wants you to be but not what you want to be okay so I didn't want to be I didn't want to be the broke single mum who was struggling to afford to pay for her child I was like I don't want to be that it's probably it was expected of me to be that but I was like nah it's not gonna happen I'm gonna be a businesswoman and I had again I had a lot of funny looks because I was like but you're just a mom you're like you're like mom you're a single mom and I'm like yep and I'm going to be an entrepreneur and I'm going to be successful and I'm going to manage multi multiple sources of income and a lot of people kind of like struggled with that because that's not how I guess like single moms are perceived in today's society um but I had to do a lot of work on myself to be confident enough to tell people my well that's what I wanted to be and I didn't tell them in the beginning because I didn't want their negative mindset influencing my mindset I didn't want their negative thoughts sort of like contaminating me <laughs> to be quite honest so I didn't tell people until I was on my way to success and then I was like yep this is what I'm doing and people were like oh 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 my god really you know I also like had the evidence to back it up as well so I felt so good about it so when we hit a crisis that's when we really start questioning our real selves and who we want to be and then we really start when we really start asking ourselves who we really want to be we start developing spiritually emotionally creatively physically like we start it's just beautiful and we start transforming and I mean oh the other day actually someone looked at me it was one of my friends and they went oh my god you're glowing are you pregnant I was like uh no <laughs> I'm definitely not pregnant but they're like well you're glowing and I was like well thank you you know I felt really good about myself I felt happy I felt content I felt I felt good and and it showed because I was like literally glowing this wonderful beautiful energy and I just I felt great about it so when you know what you want 
when you really know what you want and you really start thinking like, this is who I want to be. This is the best next version of myself. This is what I want. That is power because when you know what you want, the universe knows what to give you. And remember, it's like, I'm, I'm going to literally start, ugh, I'm running out of time here. I'm going to Ah, I'm running out of time. I'm going to have to do this in the second episode. But I'm going to show you, I'm going to teach you, right, how to get your conscious mind to talk to your subconscious mind and change your paradigm. And how do we do that? We link the mind and the body because our body is the key to changing our, our subconscious mind because our thoughts, we have so many thoughts a day. I mean, you couldn't possibly monitor all your thoughts. I mean, we have like over six, sixty, six, six thousand or something, some ludicrous amount of thoughts a day. I'll have to look that number up because it blew me away when I found out how many um, thoughts we had a day. It, and it was literally like it would be impossible to monitor them all. So we monitor them through emotions and emotions as our subconscious mind and emotions linking with our body because our bodies feel the emotions. Now, if you convince your subconscious mind that you're going to receive money, you will start receiving money because your subconscious mind literally mirrors your external environment and your subconscious mind cannot tell if it's true or not but this is a whole nother episode I'm going to be going into this on my second or third episode well I I don't really classify my trailer as the first episode but it's going to be the episode after this because I said it would be 45 minutes long it's now on well over 45 minutes long Um, but the next episode we will be looking at how our mind links with our body and how we can start really attracting in all this stuff but in the meantime write down what your limiting beliefs are if you want to get a journal get a book get a diary write down your limiting beliefs write down what you want to do with your life and maybe start looking at some pictures online you know Start finding like your dream car, your dream house, whatever, your dream man, your dream girl, whatever you want, right? Maybe you want to fall pregnant, get some baby pictures and start looking at them because we're very, very visual and I want you to get excited about it. I want you to start feeling excited about it. Or maybe you want to dream that you're lying in a bed of like a wad of cash, whatever you want to do, my lovelies, but start thinking about it now, okay? And I look forward to... Yeah, speaking to you in the next episode. And if you've got any questions, please pop them down in the comment box. Okay, my lovelies. Thank you so much. Wish you lots of health, happiness, and love. And I can't wait to speak to you again soon. Love you. Bye.